0: So, good morning. Just making sure you all are paying attention. So, real quick, before I actually get started, and I wasn't planning on this part, this isn't part of my message, but uh, when I came in, Mike had mentioned about the announcements that we're going to do at the end, and we're going to talk about the red, white, and blue bash, and we need volunteers for that. But I was thinking, and I don't know why I thought this, but during that last song, when they were singing that it's God's breath in my lungs. For some reason, I had this image of being out there on the field, watching the fireworks, and at the end, there's like a finale. And all the fireworks go off, and it's beautiful, and everybody goes crazy, and it's just the coolest thing. But before that, at some point, point, you may not even notice it, there's a dud. And during that song, I felt in my spirit that someone here feels like that they may be a dud, and I just want to say that you have God's breath in your lungs, so that's not the case. Now, that's not part of the message, but that was speaking to me, so I just wanted to throw that out for whoever that may be. For none of you guys or girls are duds, okay? So, who I am, my name's Hunter. Kevin said that earlier. He spoke very highly of me. Um, I hope that's true what he said. Uh, and Carly, who was standing over here playing the guitar and singing, is my wife. And I'm on staff here. I uh, am the group director. So I kind of oversee all of our small groups that we have. And those of you who have had a chance to meet Mr. Cooper, he is amazing. And that's our little Italian greyhound. So uh, I'm just trying to tell y'all a little bit about myself. I know y'all are super interested because y'all's eyes are really big, but I'll get into this. Okay, I'll, I'm going to jump in. So as Kevin said, we're going to continue with the greatest of serving and what it means to serve and to love others. And the scripture that we're going to be reading tonight is Matthew 22, 34 through 40. I believe it's on the screen. Okay, so hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, So when I read that, like I had always remembered that there were a lot more commandments than that, and there were a lot more laws than that. Um, I believe that there was actually, there was over 600, I think there were 613, but here we actually see him, Jesus, saying that these are the two most important ones. And to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind is something that we hear a lot when we're around the church, and we also know that we're supposed to love our neighbors, but I think that the second part of that sometimes gets pushed to the side, and we don't always love our neighbors, or always put that at the forefront of our minds of what that's supposed to be. And I believe that one of the greatest ways that we can show our love to our neighbors is through serving. John 15, 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So when I was probably, I think I was about 16 years old, I actually went with my mom, to an elderly lady's house, she was going to help her do some things, chores inside of her house because she was old and she couldn't do it. And at the time I was 16 and I went with her. She wanted me to help her. So we went. And when we, I remember walking through the door of this lady's house and I saw her sitting across the room next to the window and she was looking out. She was looking out of the window. And my mom walked over to her and started to talk to her. When she did, she got really close to her face. And I'd seen that before because my grandma was actually hard of hearing. She was going deaf. And so immediately I thought, okay, this lady can't hear. But what I noticed in the house was when I went in was it was hot, it smelled really bad, and it was stuffy in there. And being 16, I didn't think that was cool and I didn't want to be there, so I brought my soccer ball. So I went outside in the yard to play soccer. I was going to kick the ball up against the fence. She had a fence, so I thought, okay, I'll kick the ball up against the fence. So I did and the ball didn't come back to me, so it wasn't working. She had leave- There were leaves everywhere. All over the yard, there were leaves, so I was kicking the ball. It wouldn't come back to me, so I thought, okay, well, my mom's inside. She's helping her do this stuff. I'm going to rake this lady's yard, so I found a rake, and I began to rake her yard, and there was actually some bags that were half broken, but I figured they might work, so I bagged up some of the leaves, and I put them in the bag, and Started to play soccer by myself, because that's typically what I do. I like, I pu- I pu- I like to play games by myself. And, uh, and I started getting tired. I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, what is she doing? Like, she's got to be done in there, so I'm ready to go. So I went back inside the house. And I, when I walked in, my mom was over by the lady, and the lady was still staring out the window. And I sat down at the table. TV was on. I was watching TV. I got me a little snack, something to drink. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, at some point in time, this lady is going to say to me, hey, you did a great job because I was right out front of the window raking the yard, and I'm sitting there, and she doesn't say anything. And time goes by, and still I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to think, okay, at some point in time, she's going to say something. But she never did. So I, in a quiet voice, said to my mom that was sitting next to her, I was like, hey, mom, is, just, is she going to, like, tell me a good job for doing the yard? And out of nowhere, this lady says, son, I can hear you. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, all right, so she, and then she's like, "She's like, hey, she's like come, come, come over here so I, can, so I can see you. And I'm thinking, okay. So I, like, walked up next to her, and I was standing there. And she's like, no, 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 come around here in front of me so I can see you. And so I did. And she said, hey, I want you to know my hearing is fine, but I'm losing my sight. And it was at that moment that I realized that I actually had something in common with this lady. See, she had lost her physical sight. But I had lost sight of why I was actually there to serve her in the first place out of love. Because when I was in the yard, did I serve her by cleaning up the leaves and raking and putting them in a bag? I did, but really I did it for me because I wanted to have the space to play soccer. And then on top of that, when I went back in the house, I sat there wanting her to give me some sort of credit. Well, at the end of the day, serving is not about credit, and it's not about being acknowledged. It's about giving God the glory and showing others love through Jesus, right? So looking at that, the excuses that I, that I came up with was the house, and I'm, I'm trying to be nice here, but the house smelled really bad. It, it stunk, okay? It, let's be honest. It, the house smelled really bad. It was hot, and it was a mess. It was a mess. Those were my excuses. So I know think if we think through our lives, we have times and opportunities that we can step in to serve. But for some reason, maybe it's the enemy, or maybe it's just us feeling insecure or selfish or we're fearful or whatever. But we come up with excuses to not step into something and serve. So just real quick, and this is for fun and nobody has to actually share anything, but I want you all to give a moment to this and just give some thought to this. So if someone, not yourself, but someone was asked to serve and they were going to give a reason, an excuse not to, think through that, and what do you think would be like the number one or the number two reason for them giving an excuse, not yourself, but this person, just just think it through. Somebody's going to give an excuse not to serve, what do you think that is, and think that through for just a second. Don't say anything. Just think of one or two of those. So, there's a process that is put in place with what I just did, and it's actually called and known as the Objection Finder. And what that means is that 90% of you in this room, the thought that just came to your mind is the thought that you would have given if you were in that position. So the next time that you're stepping into something to serve, do not use that excuse. Step in and serve. All right? All right? So now... Outside of that, there are other excuses that we give, and these are some of the most common ones that I could come up with, probably ones that I've used in the past. One would be, I don't have the time, right? You're asking me to do something, and, man, look, I got a busy schedule. I got an appointment in just a little bit. I got a buddy I'm supposed to hang out with, and I got to get braces for my dog, and I'm just sorry, but I do not have, I don't have the time. Another one that we have is money, right? You're asking me for money. How much money do you need? you need 20 bucks? oh, man, I got a concert I'm trying to go to this week. We're going to go to dinner before that. I don't even have time for that, but I want to make it to the concert, so I'm sorry, I don't have any money for you. I don't know how. A lot of times that's a good excuse that we use. I don't know how to do that. Really, ultimately, we could figure out how to do it, but it's easier for us to just say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. Or another one is, I don't know if I should. not sure that I should do that. I don't think that I know, or I don't know what others will think of me. If I step into this situation, if I love on these people, if I serve these people, what will my parents think of me? What will my friends think about it? What will my coworkers think about it? What will the students in my room in my class think about it? And then the last one is I think someone else will help them, and that may be one of the most common ones. You know, if I see someone that needs something, I can step into that, but I can also neglect it knowing that someone else thinking that someone else at some point in time is going to come by and fill that for me. So I don't have to do that. Now, Those are just lists of excuses. And I think as we funnel through those and we look at the times in our lives that we put excuses into place, what backs those up in our minds is justification. So then we try to figure out ways to justify those excuses that we just gave. And I'm gonna give a couple examples of that. I have some personal stories for that as well. But one is, one way that we justify some of these excuses is by saying, I don't even know if they're telling the truth, right? I think a lot of times there's this stigma around people that we see on the side of the road with a sign that they're begging for food or they don't have a place to live or they need a job. And it's easy for us to think, well, I don't have the proper way to vet them. So I'm going to say that there's a probability of maybe greater than 50% that they're lying. They're telling a story. So I'm not going to step in and serve them. But one thing that I know for a fact is that we can pray with that person and that is a way of serving the need of that person by praying with them. And the reason why I say a fact is because, A, either they are truly in need of what's on that sign, and so they need prayer for that, or, B, they're lying, which they need prayer for that. So one way or the other, they're going to need prayer for that. Another, one, another way that we, that we try to back this up is by saying, I couldn't help that person even if I wanted to because their need is too big. But, see, within big needs, there's a lot of small needs. And we may not always be able to help somebody, but we can always help at least just a little bit, right? So Carly and I, a while back, had a friend at the gym. And she was an amazing person, but she always had problems. And I was always trying to, we, Carly and I, were always trying to step in and help her. Well, one time she got evicted from her house, and she needed $1,000 to be able to pay her first month's rent at the new apartment complex that she was moving into. Well, I didn't have the $1,000 to give her, but what we did do was we set her up at a hotel for a couple nights, and that bought her time to payday to be able to have her down payment for her apartment. So see, I didn't give her the full 1000 but I gave her maybe 200 bucks or something to get her through the time of doing that. Another part of that, which is actually kind of funny I'm going to tell you all about, which uh, I actually took her to the grocery store. And this lady, like I said earlier, she's amazing. She's awesome. I love her. She is a character. Okay, I took her to the grocery store. We actually went to Walmart. And I told her when we got there, I said, okay. I said, I'm very careful. I don't want to say her name. But So we went in, and I said, hey, get whatever you need. I got you. Just get whatever you need. So she's like, okay. So And she's got a really thick accent. by the, And I can't do it very well. I might try in a minute. But... And, and so we're walking through the store, and she's pushing the cart and we get to the produce section and she gets bananas and she gets apples and she gets oranges. And she's like, Hey, Hunter, what, 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 what fruit is this? And I was like, I don't know. And she grabs them and she throws them in the buggy. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. So we get to the grapes, right? She picks up a bag of grapes, throws them, you know where the babies sit right up front, right? Nothing else was there. Everything else was in the buggy where well, the grapes go right there. And we're walking, we go around the corner and she starts eating the grapes. She's eating the grapes and we're walking and I'm talking to her and she's smacking on the grapes. And I'm like, what are you doing? You and people are looking at us and I'm like, I'm like, and I was like, I said, you can't be walking through the store eating grapes. And she said, Oh, Hunter, don't worry. Oh, Hunter, don't worry. They're cheaper that way. They weigh them by the pound. And I'm thinking, oh yeah. Yeah, they weigh them by the pound. Anyways, I think that's funny. That was funny to me. So I'm glad y'all left at that. Um, but another way that we can do that, and this would be the third way that we justify some of the excuses that we come up with, is that we say, I have my own needs right now, so oh well. And I think that's a scary place to be because if I say that I have my own needs right now and I'm not willing to do something other uh, for others, then that means that I'm not putting my faith in God that he's gonna provide for me. And on the opposite side of that, if I'm saying that, what if we were put in that person's path at that moment to be the one that God uses to provide for them. So that's a, that's a scary place to be, but I think it's strong, and I think that's a good, I think that's a good, uh, a good reminder there. Another um, thing I would say, like serving others should be freely given and freely received. It's not always something that you have to spend. And looking around the room, you know, there's a lot of people in who, who serve a lot, And I don't know who some of you are that serve a lot, but I do know who some of you are that serve a lot. Um, There's some people in here who may not serve at all, but that's something that we need to step into. But I didn't want this message to be a negative thing, like bringing up the fact that we always give reasons and we always kind of neglect and turn our heads to things. But I think it's something that just this generation needs to hear because We're at a place in time that we need to be able to step into things and take the lead and show others by example that, hey, we're here to serve and we're here to love. And I think when we do that and others start to see that, that, that'll come into play. So I think based on what I just said about some of us serving and some of us not serving, wherever you find yourself right now, I know that God's grace covers us and he loves each of us. But he also wants us to take steps forward in that process. So as we do that, as we see those needs, and that's the other thing too. We open our eyes. Pray, pray to open our eyes. Pray for God to open our eyes to be able to see the needs around us. And when He does, we have the resources. We may not have a lot of money. We may not be the smartest person in the world. We may not think at the at the time that we can step in and fix the problem. But we have something that we can offer. We have something there that we can offer. So really, you know, my hope for this for us. Is, and I think the ultimate goal with serving and showing love to, to our neighbors is at the end of the day, at the end of the time, you know, when we breathe our last breath, whatever time frame that is for each one of us, is that we can step into that and come face to face with Jesus. And he'll look at us and say, hey, well done, good and faithful servant. And then we don't have to sit back and think, oh, well, somebody else stepped into that. Or I'm not seeing pictures or images or videos come through where somebody else took my place and stepped into that because we all have those opportunities, but we just have to seek them out and find them and step into them. So when close in tonight. I have a few questions that I have written down. Um, we're going to have them on the screen, but I want to talk through these for just a second as well. So the first one is how can we step into opportunities to serve, uh, to serve others instead of coming up with excuses? How can we step into opportunities to serve others instead of coming up with excuses? The next one is, are there times that we lose sight of what it means to love and serve others? And by losing sight, just like I was saying earlier, is there times that we're actually serving out of the, out of, out of the benefit for myself instead of someone else? Because I think it's easy to do that. Um, but the third one is the one that I, I, I kind of want to talk on for a second. Who is someone that I can serve this week? How will I serve them? And what will I do to make it a priority? Because it's very easy to hear a message like this and to think, oh, well, you know, I'm serving okay. I think that might've been for somebody else. But it's not because there's always room for improvement in every area of our life. No matter how good we are at something, there's always room for improvement. Mike Hook over here, the man knows how to fix anything and everything, but there's always room for improvement, right, Mike? So there's always room for improvement. But the other thing of that, on the practical side of that, is saying, who am I going to serve? Who is it this week that I can serve? So when we're sitting at the tables tonight, let's actually talk through that and everybody actually put a person in your mind and then put it out of your mouth at the table of someone that you're actually going to serve this week. And then also at the table and leave in tonight, what is it that you can do to make it a priority? Because it's very easy to say, hey, I'm gonna do this and then tomorrow comes and tomorrow goes and you didn't do it. So let's really give some hard thought to that tonight and make it a priority and step out one day this week and serve. So I'm going to pray over us real quick. Dear God, thank you for tonight. Uh, Thank you for the love that you give us that we can share with others. Thank you, God, that you uh, sent Jesus to come and walk the earth and to serve and to show us how it's done. And I pray, God, that you would open our hearts and that you would stir our hearts to, uh, to reach out to others and to love others. And I pray that you would open our eyes to see the needs of others. And when those opportunities present themselves and they arise, God, I pray that we would step into that wholeheartedly. Knowing that you give us the strength, the power, and the boldness, just like you gave Christ, to be able to step into those situations and love people the ways that he did and to serve people the way that he did. And so, God, I pray over tonight, God, and I pray that you would just stir within our hearts the means to go out as much and as often as we can to the body of believers and unbelievers to love and to serve. In Jesus' name, amen.